celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday. A beautiful day in our neighborhood here in Las Vegas. It is the 8th day of uh, June, already eight days into this uh, middle month of 2022. That is, of course, 682022. That is your date. It is Belmont Stakes Week. Oh, yeah. And boy, do we have a lot of great stakes races coming up at Belmont Park. Just look at this. On Thursday, three stakes races. Just, you know, putting your toe in the shallow end of the pool. Then on Friday comes five stakes races. Okay, and now we're up here, you know, waist, waist high in the pool. And on Saturday, we go right into the deep end of the pool with nine, nine stakes races. Bunch of grade ones, and of course... The Belmont Stakes, the final jewel in this year's Triple Crown that will possibly have three different winners of the uh, Triple Crown. We'll wait and see. And so it goes. So we welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM, here in Las Vegas. Covering the world, as you know, we do on many different platforms, including our streaming websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. And, of course, your devices. Still call them cell phones, but your devices. Does anybody use a phone anymore on these things? Right? Your devices that you can get at your app store for your iPhone and your Androids, so you can hear us now streaming there at the KSHP app on your app store. So you can hear not only this show on the air, but all the great other great sports program we have here from Las Vegas. And, of course, wherever you get your podcasting, we are there as well. So welcome to you, however, wherever, whenever. It is Belmont Stakes Week. And more importantly than that, I think, is all of the great stakes races that are about to happen at Belmont Park. Now, the weather here today in Las Vegas, <clears throat> last couple of days we've been under these excessive heat warnings. That time of the year, man. That time of the year. So right now, sky is blue. The sun is shining bright. The ground is dry and it's 82 degrees at about 13 minutes past 7 a.m. Pacific time here on this Wednesday. 82 already. We're going to top out at 108 degrees here in Las Vegas today. 
going to get a little bit hotter throughout the weekend. Thursday, 109. Friday, 109. Saturday, 109. Sunday, we get down to 108 again with a little bit of wind coming in on Sunday. Right now, it's just calm and nice here in Las Vegas. But more importantly, don't you know, because we will always be in the race books where it's uh, perfect weather and comfortable all the time, betting the races, right? But how's the weather going to be at uh, in Elmont, New York, Belmont Park? Well, here's what the weather service has given us. Thursday morning, tomorrow morning, showers. Then it's going to clear out on Friday, they say. There's the weather now. And then on Saturday, Belmont Day, the National Weather Service says there's an 80% chance of rain. And the afternoon high right around 73 degrees. That's what the National Weather Service says. We hope they're bad handicappers this weekend. Love to see a good track, fast track for all of those great stakes races coming up. So, you got 17 stakes races coming up at Belmont Park. uh, The combination of Thursdays 3, Fridays 5, and Saturdays 9. And of course, the main event will be the Belmont Stakes. And so they did draw for the Belmont Stakes. So how in the heck did that thing uh, draw out? Well, I'll tell you. Mile and a half, grade one, on the main, 1.5 million, 1,500,000 for three-year-olds, the final jewel in the triple crown, from the rail out. Number one, Weed the People, an offspring of Constitution, kind of a well-named horse, Weed the People, for con- from the Constitution. Flavian Pratt rides for Rudolph Brissett, two to one on the morning line. Number two is Skippy Longstockings, son of Exaggerator. Manuel Franco will ride for Safi Joseph Jr. at twenty to one. Number three is the Philly, Nest. She is, of course, an offspring of Curlin. Jose Ortiz will ride for Todd Pletcher at eight to one. Number four is your Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike, who is a son, of course, of Keen Ice. Sonny Leon will ride back for trainer Eric Reed and company. This horse was bred at Calumet Farm, you know. Seven to two on the morning line for Rich Strike. Number five is Creative Minister, a son of Creative Cause. Brian Hernandez will ride for Kenny McPeak at six to one. Number six is Mo Donegal, a son of Uncle Mo. I read Ortiz Jr. will ride for Todd Pletcher at 5-2. to two. He is the second favorite on the morning line, Mo Donegal. Number seven is Golden Glitter, a son of Go Zapper. Dylan Davis riding for Mark Cassidy, long shot at 20-1. to one. And number eight is Barbara Road, a son of Race Day. Not the show, but the horse, Race Day. Joel Rosario will ride for... John Alexander Ortiz at 10 to 1. That is the field for the mile and a half Belmont Stakes coming up on Saturday. And we hope the weather predictions are wrong. We hope it's a, a nice track out there for the weekend. But boy, do we have some great stakes races coming up. Oh, do we have some great stakes races coming up. Really fantastic stuff. Now, in addition, of course, to the Belmont on Saturday, we go back to Thursday where Belmont Park will host the Grade 2 Wonder again, the Astoria and the Tremont. That's all tomorrow. Friday, you'll have the Grade 2 Bed of Roses, the Grade 2 Belmont Gold Cup, hopefully on the turf, 
on Friday, although they say it uh, should be sunny and clearing by then. I guess between storms because they expect some rain tomorrow, clearing on Friday and coming back on Saturday. So the Belmont Gold Cup should be okay on the turf there. The grade two true north, the grade one New York stakes. The uh, grade three intercontinental. All on Friday at Belmont. And then we get to Saturday, the big day. You've got the uh, Just a Game, a grade one. The Brooklyn, a grade two. The Woody Stevens, a grade one. The Ogden Phipps, a grade one. The Jaipur, a grade one. The Manhattan, a grade one. And then you've got the Acorn for the three-year-old Phillies. This, of course, capping off the Kentucky Oaks Black Eyed Susan Acorn triple there. And then, of course, the one that most of us have been waiting to see, the Met Mile, or is known as the Metropolitan Handicap to be specific, a one-mile event. And, of course, the Belmont Stakes at a mile and a half. But the Met Mile, that super horse, at least in many circles, thinking he's a super horse, flight line, left California, they watched him leave. They watched him re, uh, get to Belmont, and they watched him settle down at Belmont. So here's how that Met Mile shapes up. This is a million-dollar race at a mile for three-year-olds and up, a very prestigious grade one. The Met Mile, always a race looking forward to. There are five in the race, and flight line drew the rail. Flavian Pratt's going to ride for John Sattler. The super son of Taffet is three to five on the morning line. His main rival... Speaker's Corner will break right next to him in post two. This son of Street Sense will be ridden by Junior Alvarado for Bill Mott, eight to five on the morning line. And uh, Speaker's Corner actually will spot fight flight line a pound. Speaker's Corner gets that packed uh, 125. A flight line will pack 124. Then you have the Breeders' Cup Sprint winner breaking from post three, Aloha West. Son of Heart Spun. Jose Ortiz riding for Wayne Catalano at 6-1. to one. The four is Happy Saver, a super saver offspring. I read Ortiz Jr. for Todd Pletcher at 8-1. to one. And the five, a son of Bodie Meister, informative. And a price you could never, ever get on Bodie Meister. Informative is 50-1 to one on the morning line. Dexter Haddock riding for Uriah St. Louis. That's the Met Mile. And we can go on and on and on, but there's going to be some great racing going on on Saturday, come rain or shine at Belmont Park, and it's all going to start tomorrow and just keep cruising on. So we have set it up for you, the Belmont Stakes Day, Las Vegas style. On our show today is Jonathan Hardoon along with Dave, uh, the track phantom Valento. We highlight, uh, we're going to be highlighting uh, Canterbury Park on Wednesdays and Thursdays, Canterbury running today. And of course, uh, John Leno will come along a little bit later on to chew the fat with us. Now, on Sunday, at Santa Anita, trainer uh, Mr. Glatt at three wins on Sunday. Ryan Carollo won four races on Saturday and won the first three in a row at Santa Anita with prices of eight forty, forty-five dollars and five sixty. Quirolo, big day at Santa Anita on uh, on Sunday. And then, of course, uh, he won the first three and the last to make it four. 
uh, at Monmouth Park on Sunday. I want to congratulate Paco Lopez. He won the first five races at Monmouth on Sunday. Paco Lopez. Wow. Uh, and Julien Le Peru and uh, Luis Saez both hit milestones. Julien Le Peru on, uh, on Saturday in the regret stakes got his thousandth career win in the regret stakes on Saturday at Churchill. And on Sunday at Belmont Park, Luis Saez got his 3,000th career win. His 3,000th career win, Luis Saez, at Belmont Park on Sunday. So congratulations to those, those guys. One last um, note of interest uh, in horse racing. The claiming crown will be at Churchill Downs this year in their, the, in their uh, November meeting. Claiming crown going to Churchill Downs. How about that? All right, we got a lot to do. We've got Jonathan standing by. We got uh, Track Phantom standing by. We got your racing menu today. We got your results of the Twin Q on Sunday. That was a carryover, remember? So we got to get started. And we're going to try to stay cool, stay hydrated out there today here, you Las Vegas folks. Because uh, once you find out you've been dehydrated, it'll be too late. So remember that. Stay hydrated. We'll be right back. Don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Horse players, in 2020, Canterbury Park introduced a 10% takeout traditional 50-cent pick five. That's the lowest takeout on the planet. This season, in addition to that low takeout pick five, Canterbury offers a 10% takeout pick four, beginning with the first race each day. Again, the lowest takeout in horse racing. Canterbury Park, we race Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 5 p.m. Central and Sunday at 1. Canterburypark.com, home of the 10% takeout. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. All righty. You better have your ATM loaded up for Saturday because they're throwing all sorts of gimmicks at you. You ready? 
multiple race, multiple day wagers at Friday and Saturday at Belmont Park. There's going to be a pick six with a minimum 20-cent wager, include races run over the two days. Uh, there's going to, and this has a takeout of 15%. There's going to be a pick four with a $2 minimum bet that consists of Friday's New York and Intercontinental and Saturday's Manhattan and Belmont. That takeout's 24%. Five multiple day daily double wagers. <laughs> the doubles, $1 base bet with a takeout of 18.5%. There's going to be three, a $3 all turf pick three. On the Just a Game, the Jaipur, and the Manhattan, that's a 19% takeout. The regular dollar pick six Saturday will be on races 6 through 11, and there are three pick fives on Saturday beginning in races 1, 7, and 9. The pick fours will begin on races 2, 4, and 8, and 10. That's just sweating the appetite of all the, all the opportunities you may have coming up at Bel- Belmont Park this weekend. Wow. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. All right, here's the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Center's racetracks around the country. First post times you broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that at the Pacific time zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas at Sports Talk 1400 AM, these will be the first post times that roll out in your racebooks. We are in the Pacific time zone. And, of course, if you're listening on our many different uh, platforms, our websites, our phone apps, our uh, podcasting, however, wherever, whenever, uh, your first post times are still in the Pacific time zone. So if you're not in it, adjust to it, okay? We don't want you to miss anything like, of course, I miss mom and dad. Always will. All right, here's the menu of racetracks available today. Pacific time, start times. Now, there are seven tracks today on the menu, and if you're ready, we'll do it. Okay, here we go. We begin with Delaware Park. First post time at Delaware Park is 9.30 today. By the way, Delaware Park has a couple of stakes races today. Yeah, well, it has one stakes race, I should say. Delaware Park, the Obia, or Obihai, however you pronounce it, stakes. $150,000, though, at a mile and 16th on the main. That's the feature today at Delaware Park, and they got a first post time there at uh, 9.30. Coming up next is Churchill Downs, Louisville, Kentucky, pick six jackpot carryover, 272,577. The first post time at Churchill is 9.45. Then we'll roll up to upstate New York for Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes has a first post time today of uh, 10.10, 10.10, first post time. They got a regular pick five carryover. Regular pick five going on at Finger Lakes. 26950 bucks. Yeah. Not a jackpot. Regular pick five at the Finger Lakes. First post time, 310. Then your uh, next one is Presque Isle Downs. First post time at 1030 at Presque Isle. Following that comes Horseshoe Indianapolis. Horseshoe Indianapolis has a first post time. First post time at Horseshoe Indianapolis at uh, 1130. They got a couple of stake races today at Horseshoe Indianapolis. Yeah. They've got the Shelby County Stakes and the William Henry Harrison Stakes, both at $100,000 a pop today at Horseshoe, Indiana. Yeah. First post time again there at 1130. Then we wrap it up with Canterbury Park. First post time, 310. We're going to get some good insights in Canterbury Park in just a second with the track phantom. Canterbury Park's first post time is 310. And then you'll wrap it up with Evangeline Downs. 
Evangeline Downs, first post time at 3.30. That is your menu of racetracks available today in your racebooks, simulcast centers, and racetracks around the country. All right. Now let's go to Dave Valento, the track phantom. Dave, good morning. Hey, uh, good morning. I know you're doing uh, Canterbury Park every day, and, and uh, we're, it's it's uh, kind of a fun little nugget out there that a lot of people don't really pay attention to, but they should because uh, they are um, respecting the horse players by giving low takeouts, as you heard on the, of course, commercial, a 10% takeout, etc. So we got to support a track who's uh, shaking it uh, right for the uh, horse players. But I know that you'll be looking at some of those races at Belmont Park this weekend as well. Oh yeah, um, I'll have the uh, full card full card uh, analysis for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So I'm just about halfway through the Saturday card. Um, it'll be some some really great horses to see run. Uh, Going to be tough to to find some value, some smaller fields, but they definitely uh, definitely have some some uh, of the better horses running. I'm interested to see that race between Flightline. Oh. Uh, on the Met Mile, I think you know, just seeing him come back. I mean, he—I I, haven't—I can't recall seeing a better horse in the time that I've been following racing, a more promising horse than him. And I, you know, obviously we've seen a lot of good horses over the years, but this one really has so, something special to him. So it's going to be interesting to see how he he returns and, and runs in that race. Well, you know, uh, you're right. There's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, talk around him, but physically he looks great. How he races on the track, the way he floats over the track looks is about as natural a champion as you can get. And I never want to use the S word because I was around, you know, a young uh, young uh, guy uh, just getting into the business, really, in 1973 when Secretariat did what he did. But I got to tell you, you can start filling in some of the, uh, you know, some of the letters in that word as we continue to go with Flightline and he. But we'll wait and see. But it's going to be really a lot of fun. And, of course, the Belmont Stakes, interesting because it's a mile and a half. And we're going to find out if uh, the Derby winner is a one-time wonder or maybe he just matured at the right time. Yeah, that's such an interesting uh, uh, debate. I I knew going in to the Belmont, most of the sharp players were going to to be against – Rich Strike in that race, just because you know he had such a great pace situation and got such a great ride by Sonny Leone, and, and most people are going to say he's not going to be able to duplicate that. You know, I, I looked at the at the race, and, and certainly he stands a, a, a legitimate shot to win. I mean, his past performances look a lot better now. In 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 the light of winning the Derby, look at some of those turfway races; they've come out strong. Mm-hmm. So I think he's 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 certainly not a throwout. I, I you know seven to two is a pretty fair morning line. I think he's a he's a player in the race. It's gonna you know it's gonna be interesting because you got the the speed horse from the rail, we the people. Uh, not a ton of other speed in the race, so it, it's gonna be interesting to see how it shakes out. Yeah, no question about that. And I can tell you uh, that I think the bigger X factor. In him maturing and maybe uh, looking a lot better than one, uh, the glance that we had before the Kentucky Derby is the jockey. I know he's, you know, uh, living uh, life large right now. But even the seasoned riders, even the veteran riders will tell you at Belmont Park, when you ride that mile and a half on that mile and a half track, even the seasoned riders can get lost a little bit with their timing with their horses. And, and it's going to be interesting to see. And, of course, that we will have a race at a mile and a half earlier 
uh, before that. I don't know if the, he has a mount in one uh, that race, but it's going to be interesting because uh, the riders tell you. Uh, I remember Gary Stevens when he won uh, the uh, Belmont Stakes, beating uh, Real Quiet out of the uh, Triple Crown with uh, I think it was uh, Victory Galloper or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, in any in any case, he got him just at the wire. And they kept asking him, uh, you know, you know, the timing. And he says, I have learned that riding the Belmont Stakes at the mile and a half on that track, you wait. And then you wait a little more. And then it's excruciating as it may feel to you. You got to wait a little bit more before you make the before you make the move. So we'll wait and see. I think the jockey is the bigger X factor than the actually the horse. Right. Yep. No, that, that, that's a good point. It, it definitely is a is a different race and you're certainly going to have a different pay situation for rich strike. So if he, if he goes out and wins a Belmont, then, you know, he, he deserves all the credit in the world. It, it, at this point, it's still reasonable to assume that his race in the, in the Derby was a little quirky due to the pace. Yeah. Um, he still stands a good chance when you look at the, the field uh, in the Belmont, but he's going to have to go out and run a big race, I think, to validate that. And he has every chance to do that. Just the pace situation is going to be different. Of all three of the races, Derby and Preakness and Belmont, I think the breeding, the foundation, the breeding really comes into play in the Belmont. So we will wait and see. But there's good conversation all week before the race. We will certainly have you back for more of that conversation. But right now we've got to start building our bankroll, and we can do it at Canterbury because they're giving us 10% takeouts on, on uh, their uh, popular bets there. But uh, real quick, uh, taking a look at jockey and training, uh, trainers, uh, hot and cold guys. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the usual suspects are, are doing uh, the, the best work here. Mac Robertson is dominating the trainer stand, standings again this year. Uh, in fact, you know, over the years, he, he, he doesn't typically start the meet as quickly as he has this year. Um, so he's, you know, his, he's coming in loaded. I think he's winning close. He's, I think he's over 40%. And then Joel Burt and Tony Ringsdorf, those and, and Robertina Diodoro, those going into the season, you would suspect that those are the four that are going to have the most wins. Mm-hmm. Those are the four that have the most wins. And unfortunately they, they come with low prices too. So, um, that's something to, to pay attention to. And then Harry Hernandez, uh, keeping his, Great uh, riding that he he had this this winter in at Turf Paradise. He's leading the standings right now um, wow. at Canterbury. First year riding there. Wow. Yeah, and then Lin- Lindy Wade, who won it, won the jockey title last year, is second. So those two guys are are jumping up. Now, uh, did Hernandez uh, did a lot of the uh, folks that were racing in Turf Paradise uh, send horses up there? Did he have a client base before he got there, or did his, uh, his yeah, agent Turf Paradise do a great a, job? Turf Paradise is a big feeder to, to Canterbury. A lot of horses come from there. In fact, when you look at uh, the the tracks that the, when you look at the winners of the meet so far uh-huh. this year, there have been about f- four or five different um, tracks where they've shipped in from that have been dominant. Like for example, mm-hmm. Oakland Park had, leads with fifteen uh, horses that have won at Canterbury that last race at Oakland Park. Okay. Then you had fourteen winners from Turf Paradise, twelve from Tampa seven from Hawthorne, and then you had uh, 11 from last year at Canterbury. But interesting to note, of those 15 winners at Oaklawn Park, or that came from Oaklawn Park, only one was uh, four to one or higher. However, of the 14 winners that last race at Turf Paradise, eight of those were four to one or more. 
and and Tampa, six of their 12 were four to one or more. So Tampa and Turf Paradise, horses that have come from those two locations, you can get some value on them uh, when they win. For, uh, more than half of their horse, the winners have been four to one or better. So Tampa and Turf Paradise look like the the tracks to pay attention to if you're looking for value. All right, Dave, we'll put all of that good information to work. And, of course, you'll be back tomorrow for Canterbury. But what are we doing today? First race today, uh, maiden claiming race, uh, $25,000 race. I like number three, Stun Gun. This is a second-time starter for trainer David Miller, who I don't believe has a winner yet as he got into training uh, in the last couple of years, and I, and he's been close. And this one is going to be a little bit of price. Ran one time at, at uh, Tampa, uh-huh. ran fifth beat in 15 lengths, but that race has really come back strong. Uh, you've got uh, the runner-up came back to win uh, next time out, and uh-huh. then you had a total of six horses out of that field that have come back to hit the board, many of them at long prices, wow. including the winner that came back to win, uh, run second in an optional 75000 claiming. So it's, you know, it's funny, Tampa has, in the last few years, has at these 16000 maiden claiming have produced some some pretty good horses, Maximum Security and some of these others that have come <laughs> out of these, these uh, mid-level claiming. But anyways... Uh, it's a Minnesota bred uh, claiming race, and I think this horse stands uh, some pretty good value at uh, six to one. So let's go number three, Stun Gun, in race number one. All right, that opens up the card at uh, Canterbury, and of course, Canterbury Park. Uh, first post time today is five ten Central Time, which means three uh, ten here in Las Vegas. We're two hours different, so we're going to open it up with number three, Stun Gun. Uh, Miller and Kenyon is uh, matching there at six to one on the morning line, which is uh, far from being any one of the. There's three other horses that shorter prices there, for the opening of uh, Canterbury's first race. What, what do you have anything else? Yeah, it's uh, the third race today is a mile optional claiming race. Pretty good race. Um, they, they ready to run away. The number three is going to be the big favorite. That horse is one of the great claims that uh, we've ever seen at Canterbury. They claim that horse. In 2019, for 25,000, and that horse has won 400,000 since then. 12 for 16 at Canterbury. However, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to beat her in this spot. Uh, the number five, Street of Dreams, came in from Turfway Park. Uh, Lothenbach Stables, one of the be- uh, big owners at the track. Mm-hmm. Joel Burnt. They shipped this one in from Turfway, where it was uh, running well, and won by almost 10 lengths first time out wire to wire in a pretty good time there. Wow. And I think there's there's a lot of upside on this horse here, and I think it's got enough the, enough speed. The one thing I will say about ready to run away, just one comment about that, watching that horse the last couple of years, it, it just it consistently got the absolute run of the race from a pace scenario probably five times out of the last seven starts. So this is not going to be the case here. I think that the five Street of Dreams is as fast as her early, and I think uh, is going to go out with her. So let's go nine to two is a fair price. Number five, Street of Dreams in race number three. All right. And as you were alluding to uh, Ready to Runaway, uh, this is an optional claiming race uh, for 20000 I'm sorry, the claiming, uh, yeah, claiming price, uh, twenty to 30000 et cetera. He is uh, not. He's one of the, the four horses out of the six horse field that are not up for a claim. That's for sure, uh, and neither right. is your 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 uh, play number five, Street of Dreams. So in the first race we got the three, in the third race we got the five, and they can get the rest where? Uh, TrackPhantom.com. All right, you got it, my man. We will talk to you tomorrow and uh, do more Canterbury. You got it. Thanks, Ralph. All righty, and uh, when we come back, Jonathan Ardoon. 
chomping at the bit to tell you a little bit about what's going on at Belmont Park this weekend. I got to tell you, it's great racing there. There's no doubt about it. A whole bunch of great stakes races, but some of them are a little light on the entries. We'll be right back. Horse players, it's Paul Allen, track announcer at Canterbury Park. You've heard about our 10% takeout pick five and early pick four, the best value in racing, but Canterbury also hosts the largest Breeders' Cup betting challenge qualifier of the year. It's the Big Ten BCBC tournament, September 15th. Qualify now through weekly contests at expressbet.com and get ready to win one of 11 BCBC entries valued at $10,000. Canterburypark.com, come play. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. All right, back on race day to wrap up what happened Sunday in the Twin Q at Station Casinos. There was a carryover in the Twin Q on Sunday going into the uh, Twin Q on Sunday of 7456 bucks. Now, the first leg was the uh, 10th race at Churchill Downs. The winner there, Elite Power, $8 even. Second was Legionnaire, $10.40 to place. The winning numbers there, $10.12. And then the second leg was the ninth and final at Santa Anita, where the winner there was National Road at six sixty. Mow them down was second, paying 480. That winning combination, 612. So you had the 10, 12, 612 combination. 13 winning tickets chopped up, 7,456 buck each worth $573.55. Jonathan Hardoon, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? Oh, doing fine, man. Man. Okay, now, I, I know that you're a little disappointed with the field sizes in all these major races because <clears throat> Saturday's field sizes at Belmont, the Acorn has five, the Just a Game has five, the Brooklyn has seven, the Woody Stevens has six, the Ogden Phipps has five, uh, the Jiper, which is six furlongs uh, for three-year-olds and up, Where? got a full, uh, on turf, has a full field of 13, then you have the Manhattan, uh, which is on the turf at a mile and a quarter. They've got 10. And then, of course, the Met Mile has five, but we're only looking at two in that race anyhow. And the Belmont Stakes, of course, eight. So it looks like the turf races, the only ones that filled it up. Yeah, well, if you look at the 10th race, the Manhattan, which has 10 horses, Chad Brown has four of them. So let's stop <laughs> with that. I mean, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. To have five horse fields, uh, Ralph, in these graded stake races, they have to do something, and they have to do it quick. They can't blame the uh, the horse population. That's ridiculous. Listen, the first thing they should do, honestly, is go back to Lasix. This all started when they stopped, when they ruled out Lasix. If a person's going to cheat, he'll cheat whether they use Lasix or not use Lasix. Uh -huh. So all they're doing is keeping the field short to begin with by doing that. 
That's first of all. Second of all, these states' races have to be coordinated with other tracks, which they don't do. For example, mm -hmm. last Friday night at Penn National, they had a $400,000 stake race on the turf. Mm -hmm. The next day at Belmont, they had a $200,000 stake race, basically for the same horses. So one field had six, the other field had six. If they only run that race, one of the, you know, one of those two races go, well, then they have a full field of 10 or 12. You know, the game, they shoot themselves in the leg, Ralph. They, they, they don't coordinate with other tracks. Everyone's out for themselves. And, again, I think Lasix is important. I think it's very important. You saw Mandela ship horses out of California for that reason. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's the only way to fix this. And uh, if they think it's great, it is great having the, field, the races they have. But watch it, having people just sit on the sidelines and watch the races without betting. That's not good. Yeah. I understand if you're an owner, listen, if I'm an owner and my horse is running, yeah. I hope there's three horses in the race. I get it. Mm -hmm. But it's not fair to the public, and it's going to slowly destroy the game. Well, you know, they have now they, they have um, the philosophy, readers, that you race to breed. In the old days, you bred to race. Race to run. <laughs> and and right. I, I think maybe they ought to get back to breeding to race. You know, but I mean, I know I understand the economics. I mean, if you keep a horse on a racetrack, he, he's got a multi-million-dollar uh, career ahead of him as a stallion. As soon as he wins a Grade One or Grade Two, where uh, if you put him on the track and he gets hurt, and to a point where he has to be euthanized, well, then all you do is collect the uh, the insurance on him. And if you insure him to the point, uh, the full value of what he might make as a stallion, the the insurance payments are like prohibitive. It's more than what they're going to win on the racetrack. So the economics got to get start straightened out as well. But uh, we have a lot to talk about certainly as we as the days move on. Uh, but uh, Jonathan, you got to like the fact that uh, Saratoga, I guess, is and you're up there in that part of the country, is completing the construction for a mile shoot on the main track uh, because the track is a mile and one eighth in circumference. They, they don't have mile races on the main, but they're going to they're gonna have mile races on the main. That's got to be exciting. It's going to be interesting, and it, it really may turn out to be an unfair race, to be honest with you, because what I'm looking at, the, uh -huh. the, you know, the configuration, it looks like the inside will have a major advantage because they're starting, like, on an angle, and if you're outside, I don't know, let's see how it goes. Listen, trying new things is good for the game, not yeah. bad. So they're trying something new, so you can't complain till they run, and then you know, then you figure it out, and then then you can complain. But again, they have to find a way to resolve the problems they have now. Yeah, no question about that. And uh, we will be complaining if we have to wait until Saratoga, uh, a new race at a mile in the shoot, to get a pick from you. So how about today? Okay, let's look at Churchill Downs race number six. It's a seven furlong event on the main track, maiden claiming race. And I love the number seven in a horse in here, One More Baby. This is a three-year-old gelding from the Philip Bauer barn. Martin Garcia aboard to ride. You could draw a line through his last race. It was run over a sloppy track. Never liked water in the track. He has races last year that were run at Churchill that are good enough to get the job done here. I like number seven, One More Baby, to win today's sixth race out of Churchill Downs. All right. Well, uh, Churchill Downs, of course, uh, full field. Well, there it is, a full field of 12 in the maiden climbing race, <laughs> you know, going uh, the, the distance there. And uh, certainly uh, 
at seven furlongs, too, so they'll be running down that backstretch for a while, and uh, he's in a good spot. Number seven, one more baby. Uh, Martin Garcia for Mr. Bauer at seven to two. You have anything else for us? That's it. That'll do it, Ralph. <laughs> All right. Now, you have uh, selection sheets, complete selection sheets today for uh, Churchill Downs, right? And Yes, sir. Tomorrow back to uh, Belmont, Churchill, and Gulfstream. And then Friday, we pick up. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you anymore. I think... <laughs> I think we have enough to say about the uh, size of the fields and all that. Again, we have uh, usually our Wednesday shows now are Jonathan Tardoon on his soapbox segment. <laughs> but the Belmont's going to be interesting and a lot of great racing. I know short fields, but I can't wait for that Met Mile. Yeah, Flyline. I mean, people think that Flyline's going to get beat. Don't waste your time. That's all I have to say. All right, my man. Thanks a lot. You know what? The Kabita Ralph, honestly, if the track comes up sloppy, we don't know because obviously he's never run on a wet track. But hopefully uh, the rain will stay away. I'm sure they're going to have it sealed anyway. And uh, tomorrow's going to be the bad rain, rain day uh, over the weekend. That's, I think tomorrow's the, the worst. Let's, let's hope let's we hope. get it out of the way tomorrow. Yeah, let's hope. All I can say is, you know what they say about great great racehorses and racetracks? They say great racehorses can run over broken glass. So true. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, bro. Okay, be well. All right, going to wrap it up with a little talk with uh, John Lindo. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on Race Day, we're going to do a little of chewing the fat with John Lindo. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you doing? Good. I got to ask you right away. I know that uh, you know your Linda report will be doing a lot of work this week. So how's it? Uh, how's the schedule set up this week for the Linda report? Well, we will do Belmont Park for the Belmont Festival Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we will stick with Santa Anita, obviously Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So three days of Belmont, three days of Santa Anita this week for the Linda report at the South Point. All I could tell you is you're going to be doing all 17 stakes races over Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, then, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've already worked on the Thursday card a little bit. Got started on the, on, on the Friday card and, uh, you know, looking at the Saturday card as well, watching the weather to see how everything goes. Um, real quick, uh, Mr. Crotarolo, I guess, is uh, trying to build up business for maybe uh, Del Mar, huh? 
Ryan Corotolo won uh, four races on Sunday. He had come off a suspension, so good timing for him to get the momentum going out here, especially with the, a little break between Santa Anita and Del Mar, the Los Alamitos meet. I'm sure he'll have some business there. Yeah. But uh, you want to have as much business as you possibly can coming into Del Mar because – that's where, you know, if you can make a name down there, you're going to stick around for a while. Yes, and the, I, I learned his pronunciation is Curatolo, right? Curatolo, yes. Uh, how many of the three winners of that GLAT train was he riding? Uh, I think he rode two of those, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, and he rides regularly for guys like Neil Drysdale, and, mm-hmm. and he's got several regular clients, and, uh, you know, he actually was riding in the Middle East. He had ridden in Dubai before and, mm-hmm. and hadn't been in Southern California for a little while, but. He's not a he's not a, a a young teenager or anything. He's been around a little while, but uh, back in Southern California. Guy can ride. Yeah, he can. He's a he's a tall rider. You know, he, he he looks big on a horse, uh-huh. and he can finish a little bit. Looks a little bit like McCarthy on a horse, maybe. But McCarthy can ride too. Yeah, Maldonado's another tall guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> but Maldonado can get him out of the gate. Talking about getting out of the gate. Uh, I guess uh, Flightline is getting a entourage because uh, we see on Twitter. And on uh, websites, uh, him leaving Southern California, him arriving at Belmont Park, and uh, I guess he's taking a cruise over the Belmont uh, Strip already? Yeah, he, he, he got out there last, I think, 5.30 yesterday evening and has already had a chance to get over the track this morning. He's a big horse. I, I think the wide turns will, won't hurt him one bit. He did draw the rail, and the uh, speaker's corner is right to his outside, and then you have the Breeders' Cup Sprint Champ, Aloha West, in post three. Uh, feel the five, but three very good uh-huh. horses there. And if the weather comes up wet, like John said, he's never, never, you know, we don't train on, on wet tracks in Southern California anymore, it seems like. So uh, he's never seen that. We'll see how he goes. But the, obviously the ability is there. He's, he's a very fast horse. No question about that. That's for sure. It'll be exciting to watch those races uh, <clears throat> over this week uh, there at Belmont. And, of course, uh, Santa Anita has how many days left of their meeting before we get to Orange County? Three this week. Three next week, and that'll do it. So six racing days left in the meet. Now, we saw some of the uh, races for two-year-olds already, uh, you know, uh, run, and it seems like uh, the breeder, Terry Lovinger, is the guy who's breeding all the winners there so far. Yeah, his program is designed to get horses to the track early in their two-year-old year. year. I know when they start breaking the yearlings Mm -hmm. uh, out there at Love Acres Ranch in September, they kind of go right on with them. They really don't give them a break. A lot of guys will will turn the babies out after they're broken for a month and yeah. just give them some time and then and then start up again. But I I believe their program is just to kind of keep training and go on and try and get to those races early. And as a result, he does get a lot of horses, you know, in May, June uh, to to the races as two year olds. And you know, the races aren't. aren't they're not full of the Bob Baffert expensive two-year-olds yet or the real expensive yearlings are mm-hmm. coming out of those two-year-old sales where they give horses a lot of time. Yeah. So it's a good time to pick up uh, large purses, and, and uh, that's, that's what their program is aimed to do. Well, that's okay, but you should give two-year-olds a chance to grow. I mean, you've got to get them to knit those, uh, especially those joints and, and their knees and their ankles, that's for sure. But uh, I guess they know what they're doing. In any case, uh, John, uh, we're looking at uh, the Belmont Stakes. How do you see that shaking out real quick as your first pass through it? Well, first pass through, you know, field of eight. Mm-hmm. We the people's the two-to-one morning line favorite. And when you look at the field, you, you just look and you say, well, where's the speed? And it looks like we the people should control the race. He drew the fence as well. So yeah. I, I would be shocked if he's not on the lead. And it's just a matter of 
who's going to go and keep him honest early and you have to try and do it without uh you know w- without compromising yourself going a mile and a half for the first time so it's it's a little bit of a writer's race when you got Flavian Pratt to, to dole out the speed and we the people. That's a pretty good guy to have on board. Yeah, uh, Flavian Pratt has got an, an uh, I think an innate uh, natural talent, and I, I don't think the mile and a half circumference or getting lost on the racetrack is going to be anything that we have to worry about with him. He uh, he sure does. The one thing that I noticed about uh, Pratt more than anything else is how he places his horses early in a race. I remember people talking in my generation about Chris McCarron, how well he placed a horse in a race early in the race that, that he put a horse in a position that was uh, possible to win from and not impossible to win from. And I think uh, Flavian Pratt has that talent too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll pop a horse out of the gate, get the position he wants, and then he'll let the horse settle and take a breath and, and uh, get into their stride. But Position so important. If you let the field dictate the fight to you, then you have to do all the dirty work later on. Yeah. Uh, you know, Flavian Pratt will look at a race, and he's put a lot of horses that I didn't think had any speed in paceless races. He'll just send them, put them on the lead, and let them go from there. So uh, he, he's a good judge of, of what he's got under him. He's yep. a good judge of how races come up, and he's not afraid to be aggressive, and that's why he's a winning rider. Well, there's another guy that is a good judge of what's going on on the racetrack as well in Southern California. Juan Hernandez is picking up all the slack. This kid can ride, too. Absolutely, yeah. He's he's doing very well. He's got a lot of business out here. And, you know, when I when I asked my trainer, Bill Spar, how, how tough is that race? I said, well, you know, call Juan Hernandez's agent, see if he's got a call. <laughs> and, and so we get, if, if he's open, I know one thing, the race isn't going to go. Oh, so, you see. know, it's simple <laughs> like that. So we'll we'll just work. We work through him and and see where we're at. Oh, that's uh, that's hilarious. That's a that's a good line, and I expect that from Spar. He's got a good sense of humor. That's for sure. Yeah, we, he's been doing it a while. Yes, he sure has. Well, John, uh, we will of course uh, roll through the uh, week uh, day by day, looking at uh, Belmont and all that. We hope the weather turns out to be nice there. Like uh, Jonathan said, maybe tomorrow will be the worst of the weather days, and we'll get it cleared up and by the time the second storm comes in let's hope it's after the belmont stakes on saturday that would be nice well we have that drying day on friday in between i think we'll be in good shape yeah i think we will too and i know there's a lot of anticipation out there and that linda report covering all those big races big days of racing at belmont plus what's going on in southern california are available at the south point exclusively and free of charge like they'll start tomorrow. All right, John, uh, John since uh, Jerry's not here, you know what to do. Have a great race day, everybody.